Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 105 in Edmonton. We are at the Petroleum Golf and Country Club for the Celebrity Pro-Am for the 2018 Sin Crude Oil Country Championship presented by Acon. Brendan Ulrich is back in the studio. He's been out to close the event the last couple of years. And uh, the boys get at her for real coming up. Thursday and Friday, and we'll be making return visits at that time here at the Petroleum Golf and Country Club. Now, we should tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. By the way, Brenda, did you know that Hugh Porter is like a scratch golfer? I've heard. Maybe you should like, take us out golfing. Or you wouldn't well, like that, though. Whatever happened to the match play event between the Chisler, who used to be on the Golden State Tour back in the day, and <laughs> Hugh Porter? No idea. I know he was in Vegas uh, not too long ago, too. I, I, I Was the Chisler ducking Hugh Porter, do you think? Perhaps. Because he's got everything to leave, uh, lose, right? Because, I mean, you're talking about a guy who, in the uh, late 1980s, uh, besides the fact that he looked like a muscular version of Rick Astley. Oh, that's not fair. That's not fair to LeChisler. He's better looking than that. Uh, that uh, He was a heck of a golfer as well. What well, he's been for... calling out Hugh forever, and, of course, Hugh doesn't really have a say on the show. We just talk about him all the time. I don't, right. No one's actually heard him on the show. Uh, Digitex and Hugh Porter, they've got our office and printer supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it all for you. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree has uh, Nazareth and Little River Band in the month of August. And um, Steve Earl and the Dukes coming up with the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road on September 23rd. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Text us, and we had a lot of texts coming in. I'll, I'll, we'll fit the text in during the course of the next 53 minutes of the show. Texas at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. In the next half hour, we will hear from Edmonton Oilers forward Kyle Brodziak as well as Winnipeg Jets assistant coach, former Oiler Charlie Huddy. We are at Oilers now. That is our show Twitter account. I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan is at Brendan Ulrich. Well, without further ado, let's get, uh, actually, we're going to get back to some text at 6.30, 6.30, and then we'll uh, eventually uh, get to our conversation with Kyle Bradziak. This text comes in out of Edmonton. Bob, would you bring in Benoit Pouliot to camp on a PTO? supposedly the guys loved him in the locker room. It would be a great depth signing. You know what? I, I think Benoit Pouliot can pl- still play in the league. I think that's a given. Uh, he would make sense for some clubs, but the fact that he's already been bought out by Edmonton, I think that ship has sailed for Benoit here in Edmonton. Uh, Peter Shirelli bought him up, uh, bought him out. Uh, I just don't see it. I mean, no, to answer your question. If he had been bought out by another club uh, and had never played for the Oilers, uh, don't forget that Pouliot previously played for Shirelli in Boston as well and, and did like a one-year deal there. 
I, uh, you know, I just don't see it for me when it comes to Benoit Pouliot. I know the analytics guys really like Benoit Pouliot, but uh, the owners did do the buyout for uh, uh, the final two years of the deal, which ended up uh, counting four years in the cap at $1.33 million. Bob, if the Edmonton owners were worried about cap space, they shouldn't have rushed to sign Matt Benning and Drake Kajula. Then they would have had the uh, more money for Nurse. That one comes to us from Rob. Um, well, Nurse, uh, Nurse is going to end up getting a two-year bridge and figure out the math at that stage, you know. In two years from now, Andre Secro will have finished a year five of his deal in a six-year deal, and a, it'll be year three of a four-year deal for Chris Russell. And I could see Darnell Nurse, uh, his numbers in terms of salary-wise, getting uh, significantly increased at that time. I do think that long-term, Darnell Nurse is a big part of the core of the team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Let's get to our conversation with Edmonton Oilers forward back for uh, with the Oilers organization, Kyle Brodziak. So, Kyle, you're you're back in town. You've been uh, part of the organization again for a month, uh, and and you never lost your Alberta roots. But is it starting to settle in that you are back with the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, you know, it's it's tough. I I, I really haven't felt like it's uh, it's sunk in yet. Um, you know, events like today help where where you kind of feel like you're a little bit part uh, more of a of a part of it. But uh, the first month, yeah, after we signed, it's been uh, you know you kind of go through your summer routine. Like, like normal and uh, every once in a while you sit back and think about it but uh, it, it really I don't think has sunk in fully yet. You had other opportunities uh, you know there's lots of teams in the league want a veteran right shot center that can kill penalties and provide leadership. Why was Edmonton the right fit? Uh, I think for a few reasons um, you know I, I for personally I know I'm you know I, I think I only have a few years left to play uh, being the age that I am now and uh, you know I, I it's been the last couple of years where I felt like um, you know the organization's turning a corner and I, I think they're fairly close to being able to push to, to have a chance to win and that's uh, that's important for me um, and also for my family I think it's important for my family to to, to start to get some roots in, in uh, you know in uh, in in the city and, and around family and around friends and um, that's something that my wife and I value a lot is, is getting our, or letting our kids grow up around around family and uh, you know, trying to establish a home, and uh, yeah, so those are a couple factors for sure that that came into it. You had the option to return to St. Louis. They got a real good developmental system. I mean, the one year they had like five guys go in the first round of the NHL draft. It was unbelievable. But this is still hockey country here. You mentioned family. You've got kids. Uh, is that part of the process for you? Is that you know eventually you're, you know your children could be immersed in sort of that northern Alberta hockey culture and, and grow and develop and play in a very competitive situation? Yeah, it's definitely something that's important. Uh, you know, I feel like they're getting to the age now where, uh, you know, they're starting to go to school and, uh, you know, starting to get uh, to that age where, where, where they're developing and, uh, you know, they're starting to learn their values. And, and I think that it's important to grow up around family and around people that we're close to. And, uh, you know, like you said, uh, you know, uh, none of our boys are in hockey yet, but uh, if they do choose
choose to, to play hockey, then, then uh, what better place to, to let them grow up and uh, you know around this uh, around this culture here? Have you had a conversation uh, with the coaches? Uh, I mean, he killed penalties. Trent Yanni, five of the last six years that he's coached, is at a top five penalty killing unit in the NHL, be it in Anaheim or in San Jose. You had those sort of talks yet? Uh, we haven't had uh, too many talks like that. I know we've we've kind of played phone tag uh, a few times over the last uh, week or so. Uh, so we'll touch base, I'm sure, pretty soon here, and uh, you know, start to um, you know start to develop that type of relationship. Uh, yeah, it's I you know I you look at the the way the penalty killing went uh, last year for the Oilers. It was uh, something that um, you know hopefully hopefully uh, you know different pieces and different ideas can help improve uh, can improve that situation. And I think that'll be a big part for the team going forward. What's the most important thing penalty killers have to do? Commit completely buy into what you're doing yeah well, I think it's a it's definitely a you, you have to work as a unit uh, you have to have everybody on the same page uh, you know all four guys that are killing penalties including the goalie uh, you, you have to have a game plan that everybody like you said is committed to and everybody is uh, uh, knows exactly what they're doing um, there, there can't be any second guessing when you're on the penalty kill you have to know exactly what you're doing uh, because power plays are too good now when they, they'll feed off hesitation they'll feed off little mistakes and uh, the more that you can limit those types of things, then uh, the easier you're going to make it on your goalie. And obviously your goalie has to be your best penalty killer. But, um, you know, when you have all those things going, then I, I think it makes it easier for, for the whole group. Kyle Brodziak, joining us. Final question. You're here at the uh, Crude Oil Country Championship presented by Akon. I know you golf a little. During your travels as a player, who's the best golfer that you've ever come across amongst your teammates that you played with? Well, oh, uh, that's a good question. There's a lot of good golfers. It's rare when I ask a good question, as you know, Kyle. <laughs> Uh, you know, Jake Allen is a, he's a, he's, I think he's pretty close to a scratch golfer. Uh, Scotty Upshaw's right there too. He's, I think, pretty close to a scratch golfer. Uh, you don't, you don't run into too many hockey players that are bad golfers, but, uh, you know, I think those two are probably up there for the best golfers that I've played with. All right. Uh, yeah, that is uh, Kyle Brodzik. I Scotty Upshaw used to do the, uh, Joffrey Lupul and Friends Golf Tournament over at Blackhawk every year, and he's a pretty good golfer. Uh, that was an old-school sportsman-style golf tournament, if you know what I mean, for the uh, ladies and gentlemen listening to the show. Uh, we are at the Sin Crude Oil Country Championship today, just down the road from Blackhawk at the Petroleum Golf and Country Club. Matt Benning coming up today uh, will join us at 135. Charlie Huddy. Charlie Huddy, Winnipeg Jets assistant coach. He's worked with them for a long time now. Basically, since, if I'm not mistaken, he's been with the Jets organization since 2009. Uh, the first year I did color with the Oilers was 2008-2009. Uh, Charlie was part of Craig McTavish's staff uh, that featured Bill Moores and Kelly Buckberger and Pete Peters. And uh, there were changes made by Steve Tamalini that summer. Charlie went to the Winnipeg Jets. He has been with the Jets organization ever since. Real good guy. Brendan, uh, back to Kyle Brodzik here for a second. I mean, this is a guy who the Oilers at the 2009 draft uh, in Montreal that year traded to the Minnesota Wild. Um, he's, he's etched out a heck of an NHL career for himself. We've already discussed the infamous bet that I made with Robin Brownlee during the course of the 0405 lockout that uh, Brodzak wouldn't uh, play in the NHL and uh, 
had Brownlee uh, stuck to it, it was $5 per game. So I think Brodziak's up around 800 games now. But uh, Robin was kind enough to give me a buyout, uh, which uh, saved me about 1 20th of the initial, or saved me 19 20ths. I got out for uh, 1 20th of what would now be the official amount. But he, you know, they get a veteran guy. He knows the market. He knows his role. It's, a, to me, a little bit more specified than what Latestu did because I think that Latestu ended up on the power play and on the PK. I don't obviously see Brodziak being on the power play much, but uh, he's going to be an, an, an important uh, depth forward for the hockey club this year, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's a big upgrade to the Oilers' bottom six, Bob. And the other thing you didn't really talk about that I heard uh, Colton Pareko talk about uh, on Reed's show when he was in studio about Brodzak is he's a glue guy in the room. Like, everyone just sort of wants to be around him at all times. So, you know, maybe they're missing something last year. I don't know if that, there's any truth to the, the Hendricks thing. You know, they missed his uh, veteran leadership perhaps maybe a little bit. I don't think that was the reason why there was uh, this big downfall. But... Brodziak should be able to to fill that void as well and be one of those uh, leaders in the room. Yeah, he'll he'll help out in that regard. Again, I think that he he's accepted and understanding uh, the specificity of the role. Uh, I think I just made up a word there, uh, but uh, that that is for me a big deal, big deal because he, he, what happens with some it, you look at Ryan Strom, he's reinvented himself. He's a right shot guy. It's got to get better in the face-off circle. Uh, maybe Ryan Strom could become a bit like Marty Reisner was, where Reisner was originally drafted maybe to be an offensive player and uh, you know, played a long time. I, I think that Strom has a higher offensive ceiling than Marty Reisner, but I think when you got a couple guys there that are righties that can take draws, you're not relying on Strom, who really isn't good at it yet. He's got to improve in that area. But Brodzik, who was never great until last year, he's pretty good at 52%. But... Uh, they have a combination in the third and fourth line there with a couple options. Don't forget uh, G.J. I mean, it's interesting. We talked a bit about the potential of what the owners might do in the power play. And again, I would keep McDavid on both power play units. I'd have one unit uh, heavily left shot driven. I'd have McDavid on the left side half boards. Uh, Nugent Hopkins middle bumper on the right half boards. Uh, dry settle where he's got a uh, kill ratio that's pretty good. Uh, Lucic to start as a net front presence. And then Clefbaum. Uh, that's what I would go with my first unit power play. Those are all left shots. And then my second uh, unit power play would be heavily right shotted. I'd have McDavid actually uh, over on the right side, uh, right face-off circle. Paul Yarvey would be on the left side uh, face-off circle for me. Uh, middle bumper could be Ryan Strom. You might be looking at uh, Bouchard or Matthew Benning as the power play guy in the second power play unit. And then that front presence, uh, maybe we're looking at Ratty, maybe we're looking at Drake Kajula. Uh, you know, Kajula did score 13 goals and did a decent job in puck retrieval. He's, he's, he's decent around that. He's got a good shot. He just hasn't progressed the level that I thought. I think a lot of fans thought he was going to. And I think a lot of fans think that Drake Kajula's been given tremendous opportunity in Edmonton as well. We'll get to some more texts on the orders in a couple seconds here, but we'll step out, and when we come back, uh, we will hear from former Oilers and current Winnipeg Jets assistant coach, Charlie Huddy. This is Oilers Now.
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thanks, Connor. Welcome back, everybody. 121 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer out of the Petroleum Golf and Country Club for the Oil Country Championship. It's the Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by Agon. Charlie Huddy. Got a chance to bump into him, the Winnipeg Jets assistant coach. Let's get to that conversation right now. Charlie, you're out here, obviously, for the uh, Oil Country Championship in the Pro-Am, but let's talk a bit about the season that was with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, special year for your group year. You guys came a long way this year. Yeah, you know what? It sure was. It was uh, it was exciting. Obviously, disappointment at the end, not moving on to the on to the final round, but uh, I think we really grew as a team. We had a lot of young players, and we had a lot of players overall that had never been in the playoffs or been past the first round, you know, and so it was a great experience. So we're looking forward to this year with the fact that uh, they know what to expect as we go through the season and move forward, so it was awesome. You know, it's funny, Charlie. We were in Penticton uh, when the Jets announced that uh, both Kevin Sheveldayoff and Paul Maurice were getting extensions at that time. Now, those deals were done in the summer, but there was some, initially some criticism, but the Jets have had a they've had a program, and they've stuck with the program, and they've been very patient in that regard, and it really did come to fruition. I mean, the abundance of young talent that that organization has been able to get, either through the draft or through NCAA signings, it's pretty impressive, isn't it, in terms of just the talent base you get to work with? Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And then the, the first point that you said about, um, you know, Kevin Chevrolet having a plan and sticking to it when people said, oh, you got to steer away from it or whatever the case may be. They had a they had a plan going in when this uh, when we came back to the NHL. And like you said, they, they've stuck with it. They've done a great job of, uh, of drafting and developing kids, putting them in the American League. You know, we sent Mark Shifley back a few times. The juniors said they shouldn't do it, bring him in. But we, they did the right thing. And then, and like you said about Paul Maurice, there's always going to be criticism, I guess, when you don't win, you question hiring the same coach. But I'm in that room every day, and I see the way he operates, and I see how the players respect him, and they and they want to play for him. And I, I think that obviously showed this year. We were another year older. Uh, you know what? There's some tremendous physical talents with the Jets organization on defense. you got a couple of huge guys in Buffalo and Myers, different body compositions. Uh, Truba, you know, an electrifying player. But the guy that surprised me defensively, that grew the most in my mind was Josh Morrissey because I saw him in junior. He had some offensive instincts, but he's a way better defender than I thought. Maybe just talk to us a bit about his progression because that's part of your role is developing these younger demons. Yeah, you know what? Uh, he's been unreal. He was—he had a fantastic year. Uh, you know what? He went back to the minors and had a good couple years down with uh, with our farm team, the Moose, down there. And uh, I think when he came, he was he was ready and he just needed to get some experience. But uh, you know what? He he, he skates well and uh, like you said the biggest thing was the, was the defending part because he's not a very big guy but um, as I watch him every day and it's just it's a little thing that maybe people wouldn't notice but he's got an unreal stick like he knocks a lot of pucks down 
he gets his sticks in passing lanes and things like that, and I think that saves him a lot of the uh, a lot of the physical battle because he can knock pucks down and get stick on it and then get on it. And he's got good quick feet and he's uh, he's got he's got good awareness. So for me, it's uh, exciting to work with him every day, and I, I see him getting better. You know, every game he gets uh, a little bit more confidence. And again, same situation as a lot of our young guys um, going through the uh, situation that we did in the playoffs is really going to help him grow his game. We're at the Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by Akon. We're with former Oilers defenseman Charlie Huddy. Once an Oiler, always an Oiler. Uh, what's it like for you to be a part of this event? Yeah, you know what? It's good to be able to come back. You see lots of uh, familiar faces. And, uh, you know, I, like you said, it's uh, I played here a long time, coached here a long time. So it's always uh, it's always enjoyable to uh, be able to come back. And uh, they're always part of the Oiler family. That's Charlie Huddy, the assistant coach of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, hey, Brendan, let me ask you this. Just a question regarding the Jets, the Leafs, the Oilers. Who's the best team in Canada? Because the you know after the season that Edmonton had last year, where Calgary finished ahead of the Oilers, um, obviously Ottawa and Vancouver finished behind Edmonton. You know, a year ago at this time, the Oilers looked like they were the best team in Canada. They were the great, uh, the great hope for Canada. The the Jets obviously had a, a really good season. Connor Hellebuck established himself as a legitimate number one guy. Uh, they're deep on defense. They got a lot of forwards that can score. They're going to have some financial challenges, not this year, but next year. They got to figure out what they're going to pay line A. Blake Wheeler's UFA goes into the last year of his deal next season, and then Kyle Connor. If Connor has another thirty goal season. He's going to cost them. So things could get a little bit tighter in Winnipeg, but they've got a lot of depth with that club up front. That's a pretty good hockey club. Do you think Winnipeg or Toronto is a better team, Brennan? We're just looking at next season or long term? No, next season. Jeez, that's tough. Um, I mean, they were both close in the standings last year. Uh Is there a chance Edmonton could be better than either Winnipeg or Toronto next year? Uh, There's a chance, but uh, I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, I, I, that's hey, that's fair game. I mean, I think the Leafs, I think the Leafs are going to be pretty good. I mean, they yeah. deep down the middle, they got a good goaltender. Freddie Anderson's a good. In my mind, Freddie Anderson's a pretty good goalie. Uh, some concerns about the depth of the Leafs' defense. I think that's fair, but they, they're Toronto's going to be able to outscore you. There's no question Toronto's going to be able to outscore you. And you know, if you got Nazem Kadri as your third line center behind Matthews. Um, as well as John Tavares. That's a good hockey club. Winnipeg, to me, uh, certainly deeper on defense than uh, the Maple Leafs. I don't think there's any question. I'm not sure they have the right defense because you got the they got three right-shot guys all that want top four time. And I, I wonder whether or not Truba eventually just gets moved off as is. Uh, like, why didn't he sign a longer-term deal with Winnipeg? Um, always seems to be some challenges there. And up front, uh, I think Toronto's better at center, but I think uh, the Jets are better on the wing. So it's, it's you know, no question Winnipeg's better on the fence. And then in the Oilers, the Oilers have got two pretty good top-line centers. They've got significant challenges on the wing. They've got question marks to start the season, at least in goal and defense. Though two years ago, the same goalie and the team's same top six defenseman got the Edmonton Oilers into, uh, you know, around to the... Stanley Cup playoffs. I think for the Jets, the feeling is they missed out on an opportunity. Even though Vegas won in five games, I got to tell you, I thought Winnipeg might have been the better team in three of those five games. It just didn't get the wins. 
But you know what? In Edmonton's case, I think they missed out on an opportunity against Anaheim as well. Their inexperience showed at times and probably cost them a series win. I mean, that one went seven. And so, and some would say the Oilers just, and I know it's going to happen when I say this, but it's not like they got a lot of calls in the series against Anaheim going back to years ago. But I, I do think on paper, Winnipeg and Toronto look stronger than Edmonton. But the Oilers could easily bounce back, and the Jets could have a bit of a regression this year. That could happen. Off to a global news weather traffic update from the Petroleum Golf and Country Club. This is Oilers Now. Bob Layton up next.